The views, information or opinions expressed today are solely the views of the individuals involved, including today's guests and does not represent absolute facts and should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. Such views are the views of individuals and do not represent the official opinion of the International OCD Foundation. There's the physical side of being an athlete, but there's the mental side. And one of the biggest wins, if not the biggest win you get from training is the mental fortitude um, and confidence, right? And I also think a lot of times we collect data or data is collected and the athletes aren't involved in that process. I think that's one thing we do really well is involve the athletes in the process of their own data and have them own their own data. Um, and that buy-in, I think, can translate pretty positively, um, you know, when you go back to training or back to games and things like that. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's kind of like a taboo topic of like mental mental health and um, having athletes be super involved in, in decision-making. But at the end of the day, we all are working um, because of the athletes and because of their training and their performance. And so we want to give back to them tools um, and processes that they can also be involved. Welcome to another episode of the Smalls Talk podcast. Nothing small about this podcast aside from the name. We're not shying away from the heavy conversations. We're embracing them here. Two terrific guests with me today, Ben and Blake, B&B, taking the United States by storm, Lumen Sports, uh, athlete wellness, extraordinaires on the same mission as, as I am of emphasizing athlete wellness and and maximizing human uh, performance potential. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. No worries, Tom. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what, what you guys have been up to. I've been following along on social media, your, your trips to UT. Blake, I know that was kind of a uh, reunion of sorts, right? Yeah, it's the, uh, the alma mater. So it was good to see uh, some of the old people, some of the new faces, and then, uh, you know, show Ben around a little bit of the city as well. So. Yep, and I'm over from from Australia, where our where our headquarters are. So uh, we've just been hanging in Orange County here, Blake's hometown. So uh, just sort of working away and hitting up some conferences. We went to the uh, NSCA uh, National Conference in Las Vegas, where it was about 120 degrees. Uh, <laughs> so we yeah. we melted between walking walking between hotels, but that was a really good conference. Uh, met up with a lot of sort of people that we know and met a lot of good new people um, and then also hit up a, a conference in Austin, um, the Alico Power Conference, which was always a good time. The Swedes know how to put on a put on an event. They cooked up some good barbecue for I us. I saw that. I saw that. What I didn't know they were uh, the masters of the craft. Man, so they they were in Chicago. They're like U.S. headquarters. Um, obviously, that's from, from Sweden originally, but they moved their headquarters to Austin, I think, like maybe three, yeah, three or four years ago. Yeah, 
Um, and Ricard uh, Blomberg, he's one of the, I think he's the president there. He just moved to Austin and he took to it straight away. He bought cowboy boots. He's got a cowboy hat. And he just learned how to barbecue from day dot. And he's got this, um, I have to show you the photo. He's got this uh, smoking machine. It's called the Smoking Swede. And awesome. yeah, he just, we went last year as well. And, and this year he did it again. He cooked up for about 100 people, immaculate brisket, um, pork, pork belly, pork belly yeah. uh, chicken, the whole shebang. So if, if Alico was a barbecue restaurant in Austin, it would be up there with, with one of the best. Wow. Wow. I, I went to Austin and it's it the only time I've been to Texas, but um, I loved Austin. I said, if I ever yeah. moved South, that would be where I would go. Um, I had Terry black barbecue. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That was uh, the most unbelievable. I like get, coming back to New York. It was like, just don't even try. It was just, there's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no mimicking that. Um, it's I mean, solid. It's, it's hard not to just eat a, a complete diet of breakfast tacos and, <laughs> and meat. So yeah, start yeah. your day with tacos, end your day with tacos. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. What was um, what's it been like? Kind of been. This isn't obviously your first time in the United States, right? No, I've been here probably eight or nine times. I think. Okay, all right. So, what's it been like transitioning? You know, you know what Lumen what the potential is for Lumen um, based off of how big it's been in, in Australia, but what's it been like tra- uh, expanding into the United States and how, it's, how has it been received? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, like our focus in the United States, States, first of all, to like to frame it is very much the collegiate and the high school space. Um, and also, you know, the semi pro leagues as well. So uh, really leaving leaving the pro world to, to the other companies and really focusing on that, mm-hmm. that realm um, and where we can make the biggest impact, you know, with the athlete wellness and, and start, you know, when they're younger as well. So um, in terms of how it's been received, I think like sports science and, and this sort of sports technology in general was very much like pioneered in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it through Australian rules football and in the UK as well. I think Australia and UK sort of really, right the scene especially like with the gps stuff um and you know <clears throat> a lot of the companies that are used throughout the world today are you know from from australia like vowed and um Catapult, yeah. for example just two behemoths so right. i think it has been a little bit of a um you know interesting experience sort of just figuring out where each college is at because from the outside, before you start speaking to a lot of the colleges, you just have it in your head that the U.S. is the powerhouse of sport. U.S. college sport is all, you know, A grade, unlimited resources, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, we've been talking to colleges for a while, so we've kind of known about the different landscapes, you know, right. for, a, for a few years now. But very, very different from college to college, as you, as you know, um, and often – a lot of the college coaches are looking after three, 400 athletes by themselves, um, the strength coach that is. So it's definitely something that's very, uh, like it's a great market fit for the US. It's probably less understood. Mm. Um, so it does take a little bit more of the education side, explaining what it is and how it's used in that sort of setting. Whereas in Australia, it's probably just more of a case of, you know, do we need it? Can we afford it? Right, a little bit more right. on the education side in in the US, I would say. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I mean, the, what, what comes to the top of my head immediately is budget. Um, you know, you have, obviously, you have someone now on your team with, with Blake that has been at really elite, at a really elite level in the Pac-12. And, um, you know, was at UT Austin, was at UNC Charlotte, like has been at, at big schools. But then, like, you know, there's so many other schools that need this that immediately will say, like, oh, budget this, budget that. But I mean, I say it, I said it, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I said it on my podcast uh, about a week ago. Um, you know, these schools are paying their football coaches $900,000 a year, hmm. but they can't budget X amount of, but they're, but they're, they're, they're yelling, but we don't have the budget, but their football coach is winning them four games. And then all their other student athletes that are, that are not really, they're not, emphasizing that holistic health and wellness model that they that they preach you know on their website you're telling me you can't budget you know whatever amount of money and allocate the funds for all for all of your students to have a database and be connected like lumen you know what i mean it's it's so funny you know I, when i was at i guess i just shouldn't i mean i put schools on blast all the time here um i just think <laughs> it, it is uh you know some of the smaller division ones i was at it was yeah oh, we don't have the budget. Okay, but your football team's flying charter every game. Your basketball team's flying charter every game. Where are we allocating the – and this is the biggest problem I've, I saw as a college strength coach was where are we allocating the funds for our the holistic health and wellness of our student-athletes? Because they'll post that mental health awareness graphic uh, every month of May – but what are we doing the other eleven months? What are we doing that are that are making that's making sustainable change? Like implementing something like Lumen, like mm -hmm. implementing, um, you know, having a clinical sports psychologist just for student athletes. When I was at Siena, it was let's send all the athletes to the regular student body counsel counseling center that has two counselors total. Like, how is that going to help anybody, right? And so what I'm seeing with these smaller colleges, and I'm, what I'm hoping you guys can change is showing the value of of allocating those funds to something like lumen and to something like this yeah and i think we've we're pretty like ambitious with our with our goals over here like we want to essentially be in you know every single high school and college and, and i don't mean 100 percent of them but i mean every type of high school every budget high school every every type of college and every budget college so we, you know, make sure that we offer different tiers depending on, you know, the high school level, how much budget they do have. Right. Um, so we can start them off, you know, at a sort of entry level so that they can still at least at the bare minimum purely just look at the wellness data, look at some sleep, fatigue, you know, load, just some simple stuff to start Definitely. off with and then build it up from there and, you know, work with some really big Div 1 colleges, which, you know, we do now, say, for example, with Rice who are bringing in, a lot of uh, a lot of different data sets in, you know, four or five different types of hardware and software, and it's a right. more complex platform still with the wellness side as well. But I think we really want to offer it to everybody at all budget levels. Um, but you're right; like the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, I don't have budget. As soon as I hear any type of athlete management software or wellness software, it's let's spend all the money on the gym. Let's spend all the money on you know, what's going to get us X's and O's traditionally in terms of like coaches and 
um, you know, racks and all that stuff, which is still important, but often they don't have the the systems and the processes to actually look after look after the athletes, which which is a bit sad. And the number of, you know, I won't say which colleges obviously, but the number of athletic directors and associate athletic directors that I've had Zoom calls with that tell me about a story, you know, a week ago, a month ago, um, last season about one or two athletes that have, you know, committed suicide essentially um, and not, and they're sort of big, uh, big personalities, you know, in the football team um, and it just sort of somehow went unnoticed. And I'm not saying that we're, you know, we're going to fix all mental health issues or anything like that. I, I think we provide a great platform to allow some more data to come to light and more conversations to happen um, to, for those things to hopefully avoid those situations. But yeah, we do see, unfortunately, that uh, a lot in terms of just, nah, we don't have the budget. And so, you know, as, as a company, it's our job and as, as salespeople even further, it's our job to firstly educate them on every single uh, conversation we have and hopefully, you know, swing uh, swing it, uh, the pendulum the other way. And we're doing some other stuff in terms of education, not just through sales calls, but, you know, our LinkedIn live webinars that we're doing right. with, with some coaches like, you know, Scott Caulfield and Ron McKeefree and right. um, different blogs. And we're putting together, you know, you know, an ebook with a, with a bunch of people and, you know, wellness will obviously be a part of that. So we're doing some other things like that because obviously education is, is key just for the industry in general and the wellness in general, but obviously it helps us get out there as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're doing is, is huge and sometimes it takes a little bit while to make that sustainable change mm-hmm. um, and to, to show that value. I think that's what the biggest thing is once one school sees that another school is having value, especially when they're in conference, all of a sudden that school is like, Oh, we need that too. I mean, yeah. it happened with, happened with force plates. It happened with, you know, jump mats. It happened with all these different technology pieces, but, and it's going to happen with, with athlete wellness and what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake, what's it been like for you having been a, a collegiate strength coach for a while, um, transitioning to this sales executive role in the United States um, and trying to sh- being able to connect on a personal level, right? Like you, you're going into performance departments, having been in their shoes before. Do you think that makes a, a, a substantial difference when you're trying to to sell this product and and show the value of what Lumen is? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, me having been in the field for a while, obviously, there's inherent you know relatability there, um, and there's some credibility. So. You know, one thing like Lumen that we try to be is is we try to be super authentic. Um, me having experience in the field like um, allows me some insight um, instead of just coming with with a software product. So I think there's that. We also are competitive, you know. So there is um, this idea of like, hey, this could be an advantage for you. Um, obviously, as a company, you know, we're a business, so there's that side of it too. So I would say this transition's been pretty smooth. And, and one of the big reasons is because I believe in the product, you know, and that's how Ben and I got connected. I uh, was talking about the product um, back when I was in the college sector. So, you know, I would say that our product is athlete centered and athlete focused. And to your previous points, you know, we prioritize um, athletes, athletes data and, and coaches as well and try to make their lives easier. And Tom, I think like you brought up an interesting point about like the hardware, the arms race, 
um, and Ben touched on it too. And, and especially in the college landscape, but we, as we know, that trickles down to high schools as well. And what's funny, and I, I see this trend all the time, is um, the arms race originally was getting the best coaches. Um, then it changed to facilities. And then it went uh, to hardware and, and technologies, and now it's swinging back to personnel and NIL deals. Um, and what's interesting is I think it will swing back at some point to data. Um, right. And I think that is where we can come in um, and really help schools. And, and we see the niche for it. Um, right. And we think that over the next few years, like data and athlete data is going to be super super important but yeah. overall position's been really smooth like you said just because i've been in the field and um you know that's that's one of our goals is, is to touch a lot of people and a lot of athletes in a really positive way for sure yeah. this guy gets so many calls from his ex-athletes <laughs> just like they all love him and it's cool to see you know like obviously being a coach for a while but he's he's still built those genuine like connections with a lot of the athletes and it's yeah it's been really cool just to see them still uh you know following up with him and still chatting with him. So it's for sure. And it it's a, it makes your investment in him uh, feel pretty good. Right. And then it also, um, you know, you, you know, you have the right people in place to, to push this, this business forward. But also, I mean, Blake was the first person I cold called in, uh, in my, in, my, in our industry. I'll never forget. I was a junior in, in college at the time and senior in college, senior in college. And, um, I, my mentor, Ian Farrell, he made me do this assignment as an intern that was literally like, you're going to cold call a coach from around the country every single week. And you're going to tell me what your conversation was like with them. And I, I was like, no chance. Like what? And then he was like, you're going to thank me 10 years later. And, um, which is true. I mean, I have coaches all around the country, but the difference is I, I called those coaches not looking for something in return, which I obviously you know, is, is very, very different. And I kept up with those connections and tried to, and, and I didn't just call them once. And, and that's just, you know, that, that was something that was kind of instilled in me as an intern, but um, you know, I thought the conversation that me, that me and Blake had stood out, um, you know, among the rest. And it, when I saw you guys, when you posted about him and him coming on board, I was like, I really saw the graphic. I was like, no shit. <laughs> this is awesome. I was like, this yeah. is perfect, man. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't think, I don't think you could pick a better person than Scott Caulfield too, as director of strength and conditioning. I mean, um, you know, he's a, a pioneer in our field really, um, of pushing the, the, and, uh, NSCA forward and, and just our field forward. So you have the right people in place in the United States, which I think is really, really important. So I want to jump in real quick, um, to make sure people know what your product provides and what your services provide. Obviously, athlete wellness is at the forefront, but it integrates other technologies, other apps. There's different levels to it. Um, give me a little rundown. Give our listeners a little rundown of what Lumen Sports is. Yeah, so essentially it's it's a mobile app. Well, it's software for, for starters, but it's a, in the form of a mobile app for the athletes in a, a companion app. And then you've got the uh, you know cloud-based um dashboard as well for like the coaching staff uh, which the athletes can also access as well to look at their own data but essentially um, you know we call ourselves a, a HQ for athletic performance um, you know athlete management system is probably like the traditional term and we we try and steer away from that a little bit just because it does come with a, a bit of re reputation of just being a 
filing cabinet of, of data and much more centered towards the coaching staff with the athletes just submitting some data and then not knowing anything, uh, not knowing what else is going on. So we kind of trying to revolutionize the game a little bit and then like mention it, just getting the athletes involved. So um, I guess if you had to break it down into some simple buckets so the listeners understand it, it's, it's data, objective data integration. So that could be through GPS, um, you know, team builder, force plates, wearables, whatever you're using, centralizing that and visualizing that data in our, in our software so you don't have to log into multiple platforms. The wellness component um, is big. So we do check-ins through the mobile app um, and the athletes can all see their data trends straight away, you know, some red flag notifications to the coaches, et cetera. Uh, there's the injury management component. So uh, really critical part, uh, you know, that we've learned, especially talking to the, in, the, in the college game is just sometimes the, the S&C and the, all the performance and the trainers can be a little bit combative and, you know, maybe not, maybe misaligned. Um, so we really want to try and bridge that gap and get that return to play communication going for the, for the injury side, you know, performance team, athletic trainers and athletes all in on the one space as well. And then we've kind of mixed in uh, a few little operational or admin tools as well, uh, as well as some tools for the head coaches, like the sporting coaches. So we've got, you know, communication through a notice board where you can punch out um, some text and documents to the to athlete's phone and they can reply. You can schedule training sessions, all that sort of stuff. And then the head coaches can also get on and do some feedback back and forth with the athletes, which is really cool to see at work at like the high school level and that more amateur semi-pro level where it's less about the, you know, force plates and, and VBT and more about wellness and feedback. What can I work on? You know, what am I doing well? What, what am I not doing so well? And really housing that on an ongoing basis. So they're kind of the, the buckets. There's obviously little things within within that you can do on the platform, but um, that's kind of the, the basis of it. What's up? It's your host, Tom Smalley. You're listening to the Smalls Talk podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a, just an impressive platform. And I think in this age, like I remember <laughs> when I was, using like paper programs and and printing sheets out i would always do like wellness questionnaires on the side Mm -hmm. but the odds of one making sure they filled it out chasing them down making sure you know and then Mm -hmm. having to go through all the single papers all the time and then assess all the data and put it all in one place into excel like these are little you know nuances that just get uh, swept like don't that aren't understood by non-strength coaches, but it's so prevalent with with and with how much more efficient it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what, what Lumen does. It also the the connectivity of I we always had a lot of problems in the college setting with everybody being on the same page. Um, at some schools, at some schools, I had a really good you know department where everybody was on the same page and those were the teams that, that did really well. Right. And I think this provides the opportunity for strength coaches and ATs to not be divided, but be together all the time and um, in one platform and understanding uh, 
where each athlete is uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. Right. I think that that goes a long way because then they're not, the athletes aren't coming to the weight room and you're not giving them a different message than the AT or the head coach is giving them. Just being a unified front um, is really, really crucial to a team success. Yeah. And a huge component of that for us is like, obviously me saying all that and having it on paper is like, it all sounds great, but a really big focus is just really easy to use platform for us. Like it doesn't matter how many features or, or like what functionality you have. Like if you don't have buy-in from the athletes, from the head coaches, from the trainers, and it's too hard to use, like it just doesn't matter what's in there. So a big, yeah. a big part for us is really, and Ryan CTO, he's an absolute uh, a gun on the like user experience, user mm-hmm. interface side. He's very, you know, meticulous with everything he puts in and makes sure it doesn't affect negatively affect the experience. Um, and it's cool because it goes back to how we originally started, which was like 2018. We worked with um, Team Dimension Data, did some consulting for them and NTT, uh, which was like a world tour uh, cycling team at the time. And they had these really old school European sort of team managers who didn't really understand data. They weren't sports scientists, and they but they were collecting the data. So we had to build the platform in a way that was taking all this complex data and visualizing it in a really simple way and allowing them to get on it and actually be able to find their way through it. And it's cool because that sort of messaging or that, that component has really kept or stuck with us. And we make sure that everything we do and we design is very simple, you know, powerful, but simple. And, you know, we want everyone using it. So we've got to make it easy to use. Yeah. I find the minute something is like, takes a little bit too long or is a little bit inconvenient is the minute they're going to swipe out of the app. I mean, that's the reality of, of like the generation we're in now with, with, with the younger generations, especially is the minute it takes more than like 30 seconds to sign up for something or fill something out is the minute they're swiping out and you're not getting that data. So the fact that the user experience is so clear and, and uh, so easy to use is, is probably at the forefront of, of what, what is necessary. We have to get you on TikTok doing some strength and conditioning. Yeah. Start doing some reels. Videos. Reels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To piggyback off like what you guys are talking about in terms of the usability, like that's definitely like one of our main focuses when it comes to product, right? But I, I would say in in the strength and conditioning realm, and like you know this, Tom, is like we wear a lot of hats. Um, so outside of being a strength coach, sometimes we're sports psychologists, sometimes we are we're definitely sports scientists. Um, we get kind of pushed to be data scientists. And quite honestly, like we don't have a lot of resource or time to do all of that. And so, you know, along with being a super user-friendly platform, we want to give time back um, where it's needed. So as a strength coach or a physio or a sport coach, you can spend less time being a data scientist and more time being a coach and using your expertise and what you know to, to open those communication channels with athletes. So mm. that's, I think, a big area that, that we focus on and, and along with the user experience. But just from my experience alone, like, and this is where I, you know, sports science is like such an umbrella term mm-hmm. um, that covers a lot of what strength conditioning does. But to be honest, all strength coaches are sports scientists, right? We're right. breaking down sport. Um, at a scientific level and then administering, you know, programs based on that. But what we usually aren't is data scientists. And so 
this platform allows you know the time to be given back that you would typically spend kind of breaking cleaning data making reports and graphs and, and those kind of things and that administrative duty um, that's really a big goal along with the usability of the platform is to give that time back so you can spend less time doing that and more time having one-on-one -on -one interaction with athletes or communicating with other stakeholders you know right right yeah i mean i think it's so crucial i think about when i was at st anthem i had seven teams i mean yeah. all that time coaching on the floor and then i would you know would have to make KPI reports from, you know, from scratch, from an Excel database that I created myself that took probably 900 different tries and, and 48 days on, of watching YouTube videos of making sure the formulas were correct. You could tell I have like PTSD from that still. Um, yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like these are things where I spent X amount of time, you know, obviously probably not paid, you know, compensated for, but, where that could, that time could have been going to the care of athletes, right? Or or could have been giving extra extra care to athletes, or extra acknowledgement to their to their fatigue or their stress levels or their uh, load monitoring those those type of things. Um, and I think it's time to get strength coaches. And you're what you guys are doing are putting the strength coaches in position to do their job more mm -hmm. efficiently and and better. Yeah, it's funny when like. We're kind of perceived as like a performance and, and well-being platform, which we kind of are. But if you really like keep going deeper and deeper, we're really like a an admin saving platform that provides really clear visual and data insights and, and you know better communication. But it's really to allow the coaching staff to be better at their job and giving them more time back, as you said, and giving them like a little sports science, you know, tool in their belt that they can use um you know the platform itself isn't just going to magically improve performance um it's, it's still got the people involved and it's giving giving time back to the coaches we actually got that yeah. question at, at nsca was yeah. like okay well how do you guys prove you're improving performance yeah and well like that's not our goal right it, right secondary goal right of, of us helping strength coaches and athletic trainers right you want it to be you want success to be a byproduct of, mm. of your services of course but Absolutely. you can't guarantee that exactly improve performance yeah and to ben's point that's because the majority of what we do is like administrative and, and cleaning up data and, and stuff like that so um yeah it gets a you know the education piece is big to what mm. ben was talking about first part of the chat here was like that's definitely a big thing in, in the States and being over here is like exactly mm -hmm. what we do and, and how we help and what our value is. Um, you know, and to your point, Tom, like you could spend hours on Excel, but those hours and the dollars of your salary are probably better spent interacting with athletes. Right. right. Um, right. So, you know, that's another goal mm -hmm. that we would have and, and yeah. something we take a lot of pride in is mm -hmm. the ability to give that time back. For sure. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I feel like the U.S. just in general, um, they're they're always going to look at these schools are always going to look at like what's what's making us win more games or more um, or have more success on the court or on the field or in the pool, whatever it is. Um, and the reality is, you can't guarantee that. But what I what I can promise people that are listening and that that, that listen to this is that if you invest in something like Lumen and their services and you get these services and you allow strength coaches to do their job more efficiently and, mm -hmm. and be able to go home and have time with their families and they're going to coach better. 
by them coaching better and treating their athletes better and giving more time to their athletes and being consciously on the floor, those athletes are going to train harder. By those athletes training harder, they're going to see, they're going to see a, redu a reduction in injury risk. Mm. By seeing a reduction in injury risk, they're going to be on the field. They're going to be available. They're going to play harder. They're going to play better. They're going to play faster. You're mm. going to win more games. You break it down. It's that simple, right? It's, it's the, the snowball effect of giving a shit about your athletes and caring about your student athletes at a, a way higher substantially level, right? Is going to, those effects are going to pay off dividends down the line. It just might not be within the first 30 days. Mm, exactly. And I think, yeah, again, it's just education. It's not like uh, a, a lot of the time, this is generalization, obviously, but in the US, it's like quick fix, you know, show me exactly how to improve things straight away. No, it's like, it's just the US. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on, I'm on a call with two. And you're too nice. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, you, you have to let me, you can let me say those things because I'm not a part of your business. So I can say it for people. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But no, you're right. It's that instant gratification. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, when, when money's involved, obviously, you know, you know, I mentioned them paying their coaches X amount of dollars and, you know, this high salary. Listen, listen, these, some of these schools that pay their coaches that high salary are winning games or bringing in tremendous amount of revenue and, and are pouring that money into resources like Lumen. But for the majority of these schools, it's not the case. And I think, um, you know, if they can invest in something that really is going to benefit every student athlete in the, in the, in the student athlete body in the, in the, the athletic department, you're going to see more success school-wide. Mm, yeah. And it's interesting, like, obviously, uh, the more well an athlete is, the more they, the better they're going to perform, obviously, as you said. And it's interesting, like, looking at wellness metrics, a lot of the coaching staff automatically go to, well, if I know that data, I'm going to have to pull back on my training and I'm going to have to train all really lightly. And, you know, everyone's going to have to sit around and sing Kumbaya and we're not going to be able to do Right, anything. right. But it's, you know, sometimes the opposite, you know, sometimes, you know, their fatigue levels or whatever are, are real light and you can see their load is actually decreasing. You got to push them harder. Right. Um, I think it's, it's like balance of both ways, I think. And it's not right. just, it's not just using something like uh, us or whatever you want to use, you know, wellness monitoring to pull back on everything all the time. That's not, I think it's a mis misconception that happens a lot. It's, it's more about just understanding your athletes better training them smarter and you know knowing when to push yes and when to right. pull, yes. but timing of training probably you know how they react to different training styles um and just creating the conversation to to give a better training experience i think for but, sure yeah, often yeah. It's like well i don't want to go lighter on training so i don't want to know any of that data so right like, right i mean i think and that's the thing like and i'm sure blake can attest to this is just because their fatigue is heavy or their, their, their load has been high, it doesn't mm. mean that we have to train them any less, less mm. hard. Right. Like, so maybe if their fatigue is low, but their load is, has been, has been uh, pretty high. Okay. Now we, we alter intensities. We raise the intensity, we lower the volume, but now they're going to train hard. They're going to be primed for game day. Right. Mm. So just things like that, like it doesn't, what this does is seeing those fatigue levels and those load levels, allows the strength coach to make those decisions that are going to actually be more beneficial for, you know, the athlete come game time. And because the reality is, you know, practicing hard is important, but 
availability is the best ability, right? Yeah. If your athletes aren't available and aren't available to the extent that you need them to be, there's no, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, how much they trap our deadlift. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I think what, when, when Lumen comes into an athletic department, it's important to look at the, the effects of what could be, you know, before game days, what, what lifts we're doing before game days, what we're doing, you know, pregame, what we're doing post game. Um, I know I, I wish I had this, this kind of platform when I was at uh, Wagner with baseball. Right. I mean, we would, there was days I'd have guys that wanted to lift on game days. I would love to see there was results of, of how prime their central nervous system was and what their fatigue was like. Um, just things like that, I think mm-hmm. are, can go such a long way to, to making the athletes feel more confident and more ready to play. Yeah. I think like some things that we've been touching on, there's the physical side of being an athlete, but there's the mental side. And one of the biggest wins, if not the biggest win you get from training is the mental fortitude um, and confidence. Right. And I also think a lot of times we collect data or data is collected and the athletes aren't involved in that process. I think that's one thing we do really well is involve the athletes in the process of their own data and have them own their own data. Um, and that buy-in I think can translate pretty positively. Um, you know, when you go back to training or back to games and things like that. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of like a taboo topic of like mental, mental health and, um, having athletes be super involved in, in decision-making, but at the end of the day, we all are working, um, because of the athletes and because of their training and their performance. And so we want to give back to them tools, um, and processes that they can also be involved in and they feel part of. And, and I just think that helps with accountability and buying and improves your mental state overall. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that made a good point earlier about, you know, you're not promising that you're going to save kids lives, but, mm-hmm. The, what, if we don't, as a society, and as an athletic culture, start caring about the human being first, we're going to be losing both of them, right? Mm-hmm. The human and the athlete. And so the more we can implement technologies like Lumen to monitor those, those differences in, in data, who knows what we could catch before and, and get, you know, get ahead of before it's too late. Right. And so I think just not just from a winning more games or, or, you know, filling the stadium standpoint, I think, and from, you know, winning success, I think from the actual student athlete health success and the graduation rate and the, um, you know, the, the process of development, you'll see a lot more success with something like this. And we also just want to create a, you know, a healthy relationship between that physical and mental, especially in the college space when they're un- under a lot of a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. If we can help them to understand, like, how training physically affects them mentally, I think no matter what they do, they might not be, a you know, an elite athlete that goes on from college and plays pro sport um, or any sport. They might finish college and, and go and just, you know, get a job that they love and now they might have a better relationship or understanding with how they mm-hmm. interlink um, and you know now they can get out for a walk or get make sure they're involved in some social sport or you know get to the gym and just understand how that sort of frees up their their mental state I think as well is is a big one like not everyone gets the opportunity to play 
sport at a at a high level so if you can in the college space and the high school space if you can make that connection there and, and teach you know that link and, and help them have a better understanding there then it, it goes a long way just to giving them a, a more balanced life and it sounds like you know dramatic we're not doing this we're not saving every kid's life and and you know creating the perfect balance for every athlete that uses our product but i think it does help with just understanding that um that relationship yeah for sure no i mean i think that's something we we talk about in smalls talk a lot is um one identity after sport and life skills after sport um the reality is there i would I, majority of people aren't playing professional sport yeah. right i mean that's just the reality that's the elite of the elite and you know eventually the sport stops right to to a elite to a com- competition level right and i think you know these these athletes have been playing this their sport 20 years and then all of a sudden it's done but at least now with lumen they have the idea of of what what data to look at what things to be mindful of mm-hmm. what the physical and mental connection is between health. Like these are life skills they're teaching people, not just, it's not just for the coach's benefit. That's it. What do you got? What would you guys want to see um, this data to like, what type of decisions do you want to see coaches being able to make based off this data um, more efficiently? Um, I think a little bit of a balance of everything we've kind of spoken about really i mean any data that we collect and visualize we always firstly want it to make uh, influence some sort of decision like there's very much a data overload or like data fatigue where you're just bringing in things for the sake of it so i think the first thing to preface before that is make sure whatever data you are pulling in and visualizing and tracking that it's going to influence xyz in the decision making process Mm -hmm. Um, and then what sort of decisions that we want it to influence. I think, you know, load is always at kind of the basis of, of everything, I think, in terms of making changes in, in training, um, again, pulling and pulling or pushing. Um, the return to play process, I think, is a really good one, just really uh, aligning the departments, like I said before. And right. so we, we want to see a more streamlined um, system or process for that. And we, we think how like injury management module is really clean and set up to do that. So we want that to have a big influence on, on the decision-making as well. And then, yeah, again, back to, back to the athletes as well. Like we want, we want them to be going back to the coaching staff and, and even saying, you know, starting a conversation, that's the ideal world. I mean, I imagine if they saw their own, uh, sort of fatigue or, or mood levels drop or sleep and they tapped a coach on the shoulder and said, hey, do you mind if we just have a quick chat? Like, I'm just feeling, right. you know, feeling a bit rubbish lately. Um, what do you suggest I do for X, Y, Z? That's, that'd be really cool. Cool thing to happen, obviously. Um, but yeah, maybe Blake in the coaching space. What? Yeah, I mean, for? I think all the things Ben talked mm-hmm. about, I think, you know, we we like to think of ourselves as a digital high performance model. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the United States culture is, is slowly but surely catching on to this. And this has mm-hmm. been in Europe and um, soccer for a long time and in Australia. And so we want all stakeholders in the athletic process to have um, a clear 
line of communication and a, a clear set of goals um, and, and a process to get there. And so, you know, whether it be load or mental state, um, he talked a little bit about the coaching feedback. So there's the tactical mm -hmm. feedback, um, you name it in the high performance model, our platform kind of has a space for it. Um, and so those are kind of, you know, if we can get everybody aligned um, within that model and every stakeholder sees um, what they need to see to make the best decisions possible. Like that's really the goal of, of the platform is to just be that digital headquarter and digital high performance model. Yeah. And if we can help, like we've always had this idea of, you know, every athlete's profile being like their athletic LinkedIn almost, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. that space, and they can use that for their own benefit. Uh, you know, whether the, a coach is looking for a, for an athlete in, in a certain sport or position and they want to, have a look at some of their data they can flick that across to them um whether it's you know video analysis or their their training data their gps data their um, max max speeds and distances and that sort of stuff i think that's always been a goal of ours um is to really again promote the athlete having their own um right and centralizing that yeah centralizing having their own profile and so uh they can use that for you know, to elevate their performance to the next level wherever they go. Um, and then also the whole Neil side is is very interesting as well. Like how can they use some of this data to to help them in that space as well if if somebody wants to look at that, you know, again, owning their own data all in the one space so that they can have access to it and, and use it. So it's not just a coaching tool that allows coaches to tell them what to do at training. It's like really empowering them. For sure. I think that's what, uh, you know, what I gather from, from your business is it's really a, a resource also to empower athletes and empower coaches to, to make better decisions, to, to, to be completely about the student athlete wellness and development. Um, because that, at the end of the day, like we're all support staff, right. Um, with strength mm -hmm. coaches, ATs, um, you know, help that support staff, help those athletes. Right. And I think that's what Lumen is going to do. Um, and I have no doubt you guys are going to succeed in doing that. I appreciate you guys coming on today and, and talking about, about what you guys got going on in the United States and abroad, but uh, I'll be looking forward to, to seeing your, your foreign tour and, and the, your United States expansion take place. It's pretty much just a, a food tour and a running tour. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just escaping winter. I'm not actually yeah. working. I'm not doing any work. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Ben, you do Ironmans? Uh, yeah, I did, I did a couple last year and um, get into a bit of, bit of ultra running. So I'm heading off to Boulder nice. next week to just run in the mountains. And um, this guy caused me a lot of stress, so I just need to escape him. Yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. You can imagine we spent a lot of time together. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Blake, you do a lot of running? Okay. Should I tell him the story? Yeah, so yeah, you might get a kick out of this. Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. Uh, I would say not a lot of strength coaches do running. I'm more of like yeah. a, a strength and power athlete. <laughs> this guy, this guy lands from his 16 hour flight like early at like 7 a.m. in LA. So, you know, we pick him up or whatever. And I just kind of give him the day, like, oh, he's gonna be jet lagged. And we actually meet up for dinner and he's like, Oh, like I wasn't tired. I actually went and I ran. And I was like, Well, how far did you go? And I didn't know him that well then, so I'm trying to get a feel. Um he's like, Oh, I just you know really easy like 11 and a half miles i think he said, <laughs> he said in kilometers i can never do the conversion so because we're in america we'll keep it in miles he's like 11 and a half miles so i'm like crap like 
I did I had, you know, trying to get a feel for this guy. So we wrap up dinner and I'm like, you know, I just I can't let this guy land in my country and show me up like this. <laughs> <laughs> We're a competitive bunch here. And so I I went out and I completed the mileage. I won't tell you in what time because it was quite slow, but that night, uh yeah. So to answer your question of if I run, no, but that night I did. <laughs> Um, and I'm still recovering three and a half weeks later <laughs> in Vegas. Like it knocked me out pretty good. Oh, um, I bet, man. And that's that's how we knew we hired the right person. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Ben Ben's been a great influence, and you know, obviously, my transition's been super easy. So awesome. I try to show him show him some good times, but like he's he's basically American. Yeah, so, you bring the barbecue. And the barbecue tour and if and the breakfast tacos, he'll bring the cardiovascular uh, aerobic work. He'll bring the cardio and like anything granola. He's the most like mountain. I taught him what the term like granola, like a granola person. Oh, like crunchy granola. Like, yeah. yeah oh, not, like, like literally the food, but also like the kind of identity. Like, yes, 100%. Like that, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that mountain man vibe. I know. I, yeah. I mean, and I, he's going to Boulder if you, if you yeah. going to immediately Boulder. learned granola is and bolted to, to Boulder. I love exactly. it. Yeah. So that's, Embrace that's the great. identity, man. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, you guys are going to be super successful. I can't wait to, to watch the journey unfold. And um, you got a huge supporter of me. And, um, you know, I know our listeners are going to be really thrilled to hear more about Lumen. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having us on. Um, it's been a blast. Yeah. And keep doing your great work, man. It's just really helping a yeah. lot of people. So appreciate so, it. Be here. Yep.